0: Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Journey to Purpose podcast, your source for Christ-centered girl talk and inspiration. I am your host, Ilana Major, and I hope that you are as excited and inspired by this message as I am. Let's get into it. Hello, 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 everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Journey to Purpose podcast. Do I have a word from the Lord for you guys, (laughs) but before I get into all of that, Great morning, great afternoon, great evening to you wherever you are. This is your host, Ilana Major, and I am delighted that you have chosen to take this time out to join me and listen to this episode. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, right? And so I want to welcome my first time guest. If this is your first time tuning into this podcast, I want to welcome you and I want you to come back. I hope that this blesses you. If it does please share this podcast with someone else who it will bless as well. If you are returning, thank you for coming back yet again. I appreciate all of your love and all of your support and all of your encouragement. I want you guys to know that I do not take your presence and your support for granted. I know that I am truly blessed. All right, you guys. I am so excited about the word of the Lord on today. This is about my third time recording because I was so excited that I was stumbling over my words and I was like, oh, my gosh. Right. I am so full of the word that God has given me on today that as I begin to read this scripture, it's just going to spill out. And I want you guys to know that I am literally Um, just in a place of excitement. I could jump up and down. I feel a run in my spirit because this word of the Lord is so pertinent to where I am in my life. And I know that it is not going to just relate to me. I know that you guys are going to relate to it as well. Okay. So if you have your Bible, as a matter of fact, you guys, It's Good Friday. Okay. And so happy Friday to everyone. You guys know that when I say it's Good Friday, what I'm saying is that God is going to give us a good word that is going to sustain us throughout the next week until we come back and meet again. And so I want to begin this podcast episode by telling you guys that we are going to be reading from our Bibles. You guys we're reading from our Bibles and we are going to read extensively on today. And so If you have your Bible, turn with me to the book of Judges. I am going to be reading from the New International Version, but you are more than welcome to read from whatever version suits you. And if you don't have your Bible in front of you, I am going to read the text anyway. (laughs) So just listen. Um, But if you're able to take notes, I believe that God really has a word for you in this text. I believe that um, God has a word that is relevant to the season that we are all in as believers. And so if you would listen intently, The word of the Lord reads as such, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And for seven years, he gave them into the hands of the Midianites because the power of Midian was so oppressive. The Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in mountain clefts, caves and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, the Amalekites and other Eastern peoples invaded the country. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep nor cattle nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count them or their camels they invaded the land to ravage it midian was so midian so impoverished excuse me the israelites that they cried out to the lord for help when the israelites cried out to the lord because of midian he sent them a prophet who said this is what the lord the god of israel says i brought you up out of egypt Out of the hand of slavery, I rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians and I delivered you from the hand of all your oppressors. I drove them out before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the God. I am the Lord, your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live, but you have not listened to me. And so I want to pause right there before I read the rest of this scripture, uh, because I want to speak a word to the one who finds themselves in a situation where they look around and they realize I am here in this trial. I am here um, going through this tragedy. I am here going through this tribulation because I did not listen to God. I am here because of my own doing. This happened as a result of my own decision making. This happened as a result of me sinning against the Lord. This happened as a result of me doing evil in the sight of the Lord. I want to speak a word to you on today. I want to encourage you. If you find yourself being rebuked by the Lord in this season, I want to remind you That even though you are going through being disciplined, even though you are yet being chastised, even though God has seemed seemed to have given you into the hands of the enemy. I want you to know that it will not last forever. When we look at this text in the beginning, it says, And for seven years, he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. If you are familiar with the Bible, you know that the number of seven represents completion. It is as if the Lord gave them into the hands of their enemies, until his discipline was complete, until his wrath was complete, until he was finished doing what he was doing in the inside of them. Because I will tell you this, when you go through a season of being disciplined by the Lord, there is something that God is working out of you. Whether it is that God is working pride out of you, whether it is that God is trying to get you to um, obey him, God is working out of you. Idolatry in this instance with the Israelites, They were worshiping other gods in spite of God's resume, in spite of all of the things that God had done. They had still chosen someone else. They still chose to give glory and honor where the glory and honor and worship was actually due to their God in heaven. And so for the one who is going through a season where it seems as if God is whipping you, I want you to know that you are in a season and it will not last forever. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Yes, you are going to have to go through this discipline, but I want you to know that you are going to be better when you come out on the other side of it. Okay, you guys. Now, I'm going to keep reading in this scripture. Okay, I told you guys that I was so full of that word that that thing was going to start spilling out. Now, I'm going to continue reading in scripture. But before I get to the second part of this text, I want to let you guys know that what we are seeing in scripture is a Christophany. A Christophany is Um, It is an instance where the Lord shows up, the pre-incarnate version of Jesus Christ shows up in the Old Testament. It means that before Jesus was born in some form or another, he showed up in the Old Testament, Testament and he reveals himself unto someone. And so in this particular instance, he is revealing himself to Gideon. And this is what he says. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Abiezrite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianite. The Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, "The Lord is with you, mighty warrior." Pardon me, my lord," Gideon replied. But if the Lord was with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did the Lord not bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and has given us into the hands of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, go, In the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. But how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midians, leaving none alive. And we are going to end our reading at verse 16. You guys, I told you it's going to be a be continued. (laughs) We are going to do a part two on next week, but I was reading this text. And as I was reading this text, it was as if the Holy spirit was truly speaking to my heart. And the Lord told me to title it. I told you guys, the Lord gave me a title for this Episode before I was even thinking about it, before I even began to study or read about it, and the Lord told me the title that you guys i've already said it i didn't know that I was anointed when we look at Gideon in the scripture, Gideon is in a place where he doesn't know that he is anointed. The Bible says that Gideon is in fact. Threshing wheat in a wine press, you guys. Gideon is threshing wheat in a wine press because he is trying to hide it from the Midianites because he knows that if they find his wheat, they are going to destroy it because they don't want the enemy. I mean, they don't want the people of God to have anything. They want to see the people of God suffer and so here we are in this particular text looking at Gideon having this in-depth conversation with Jesus and how many of you guys can relate to the conversation that Gideon is having with Jesus as I looked at this text you guys I've never shared this on the podcast but the story of Gideon is one of the stories throughout scripture that I relate to the most I get it when he says that my family that his family is the least and he is the least of them. When he begins to speak about, oh, as a matter of fact, I want to read that scripture so that you guys can remember exactly what the verse said. My clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my family. So not only is my clan weak, I'm the weakest person in my family. So for you to be referring to me as a mighty warrior, Lord, I don't understand it. Lord, I'm trying to understand how you are referring to me in a way in which I I just really don't see myself. That is totally um, opposite of the way that I see myself. I'm saying that I'm weak, but you are saying I'm mighty. I'm saying that I'm weak, but you're calling me a warrior. Here I am threshing wheat in a wine press. I am in a place where I am in hiding, but you're calling me a mighty warrior, Lord. Help me understand what that means. Help me understand what it is that you're calling me to, right? That is probably what Gideon was thinking in his mind. Because even as Jesus is talking, as Christ is talking, Gideon is going, pardon me? Gideon is over there like, wait a minute. He he got to be talking to somebody. He like, excuse me? Because the words that are coming out of the mouth of, of the Lord are so shocking to him because of how he sees himself. And so I think that oftentimes that's how we um, that's how we receive when we get prophetic words, when people speak a word over our life or God reveals us doing a specific thing in a dream, we're looking at it like, okay, wait a minute, Lord, I'm confused. Cause that ain't how I see myself. That's not consistent with the view that I see of myself. And so when the Lord began to speak to me about this particular body of scripture in this text, One of the things that the Lord was saying is that I want them to look at the story of Gideon and I want you to talk about walking in the fullness of your anointing and what that looks like. And so if you are listening to this podcast episode and you're a babe in Christ or you don't yet know Christ, I want to explain to you what it means to be anointed. Anointed means that you have been called. Anointed means that God has separated you, that God has called you apart Anointed means that he has chosen you for a specific task. when I look at myself, I am anointed to preach the gospel of Christ I know that I am anointed um, to minister to hurting women I know that I am anointed to um, operate in the in the therapeutic realm I know that I am anointed to write songs I am anointed to write books I am anointed to encourage people. What are you anointed for? What has God anointed you for? What has God called you? Because in this story, he calls Gideon mighty warrior. It is what God calls you that matters the most. It's not what you call yourself. It's not how you see yourself. It's not how the people who raised you see you. It's not how the people at work see you. It's not how the people at church see you. It is how God sees you that matters the most. And so what the Lord said is, Elana, tell them that if they are ever going to walk in the fullness of the anointing that I've placed on their life, that they need to learn to see themselves the way that God sees them. They need to learn to see themselves the way that I see you see yourself the way that God sees you. That's what you got to learn to be able to do. And so we're looking at this text and Gideon is just now coming to grips with the fact that God is calling him to something different, that though he's threshing wheat in a wine press. And even when I talk about that, you guys, I am reminded that there are a lot of you guys who are doing what God calls you to do in an unconventional way. You're not doing it where God would have you to do it. If I could just use myself as an example, all my Working life. Ever since I have been in corporate America and working on jobs, it seems as if people would always gravitate toward me. And I've always loved to hear people's life stories because I've always liked um, just hearing how people came, what they came from and how they came to make certain decisions and all of those things. Right. Every job that I've ever had, people have always gravitated towards me. They've always shared their life stories with me. They have always um, asked me for biblical advice and sound advice and all of those things, right? I have always been a safe person. Place for people to unload their trauma. I have always been a safe place for people to process pain. I've always been a safe place for people to talk through their trials, for people to talk through the tribulation, for people to talk through what they were going through, right? And it did not dawn on me in any of those seasons that Ilana, you are that person on every job you go to because that is who I have called you to be. I've called you to operate in the therapeutic realm. I've called you to walk through, to walk with people through their process of healing. And so there I was in a surveillance room, y'all, threshing wheat in a wine press. There I was. Um, at the Indiana Gaming Commission, as an auditor with all sorts of coworkers gravitating toward me, got threshing wheat in a wine press, there I was in my most recent position in a toxic work environment, still ministering into the people of God, threshing wheat in a wine press. And so for the one who finds themselves operating in their purpose, but you're operating outside of the manner in which God's called you to operate because you're not walking in the fullness of your anointing. I want to remind you, that this right here is temporary. You are only going to be threshing wheat in a wine press for a little while. You are only going to be threshing wheat in a wine press until the season has come to its fullness. You are only going to be threshing wheat in a wine press until God works humility on the inside of you until he works pride out of you. You are only going to be threshing wheat in a wine press for right now. It is not going to be your permanent situation. I don't want you to get caught up where you are now thinking that this is where God has for you to stay for a lifetime. It is a temporary dwelling place. You are only going to be threshing wheat in a wine press for a little while. And so here we are in this particular scripture, you guys, looking at Gideon threshing wheat in a wine press. And somebody is looking at this scripture thinking Gideon is threshing wheat in a wine press because Gideon has fear. And you guys might be right that Gideon does have fear. But when Jesus encounters Gideon, You are going to see that everything changes. Everything changes. When Gideon begins to actually believe that he is who God said he is, everything changes. When Gideon begins to see himself through the eyes of the Lord, everything changes. And so what I say to you is learn to see yourself the way that God sees you. I want you to know that God is not going to call you out by your sin, but God is going to call you out based on what he sees. Please in you. You got to be willing to move past your season of disobedience. I know you messed up. I know you missed the mark. I know you didn't do this um, as well as you had expected to. I know you had hoped that this business was going to succeed. I know you had hoped that your marriage was going to succeed. I know you had hoped that all these adventures would succeed. But because of your disobedience to God, you see that everything has been snatched away from you just the way the Midianites were snatching the things away from the people of God, the possessions, even what they needed to live by was being taken away from them. But I love that the Lord allowed them to go through this until they got to a place of repentance. And then when they got to a place of repentance, and I say repentance, you guys, because a repentance to repent means you have changed your mind about the sin. It means that you have turned away from that. And so in this scripture, you guys, I say that they repented because it says that they cried out to the Lord. The problem was they were worshiping the gods, uh, worshiping other gods outside of the Lord. But when the suffering began to get great enough, they began to call out on the Lord. No longer were they calling on idols. They called out on the Lord. No longer were they calling on these false gods. They called out on the Lord. No longer were they referring to and praying to gods with a small G. They called out to the Lord God almighty. And so they repented. And when they repented, The Lord showed up. The Lord showed up and he sent a prophet with a word. But not only did the Lord show up and send a prophet with a word, he said, it's not enough if I give you a word. It's not enough for me to tell this prophet to tell you why you're in the predicament that you're in. Because I do want you to know that because I don't want you to keep repeating these same silly cycles. It's not enough for me to send a prophet with a word. I got to get in this thing myself. I got to save you myself. And if this is not a force. Shadowing of what we see to come in the New Testament, what what the Lord says, I gotta show up myself. I gotta show up in the flesh to save you because you can't get yourself out of this. Don't we get ourselves in predicaments? It's almost as if we dig our own graves, but we dig it so much so that by the time we have dug it enough, we can't get out of it. And so we need God. We reach up our hands, asking for God to pull us out of it. And God is so merciful. God is so faithful that he does it every single time. And so in this scripture, you guys, the Lord shows up. He sends a prophet and then he shows up himself, right? And then he begins to minister to Gideon himself. He begins to talk to Gideon. He tells Gideon, you are a mighty warrior. And Gideon is making excuses. Lord, I don't see myself like that. But the Lord is saying, I need you to see yourself the way that I see you. And so for us, you guys, if we are ever going to walk in the fullness of our anointing, we have to learn to see ourselves the way that God sees us. And next, what God would have for me to share with you guys is this. You got to know that God has equipped you with everything you need for the calling and the assignment that's on your life. And here is why I say that in the conversation that Jesus is having with Gideon. This is what he says. The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand am i not sending you and so jesus is saying go with what you go with what you have now so for some of you guys who think that you have to start this whole business out and everything has to be fancy. The Lord says, go in the strength that you have now. For those of you guys who are getting ready to birth children, who are getting ready to birth ministries, the Lord told me to tell you, go in the strength you have now. For those of you guys who are getting ready to walk into a new season, who are moving, who are doing things that are new in life, where God is doing a new thing on the inside of you. God told me to tell you, Go in the strength that you have now. God wants you to know that you are equipped with everything that you need for the calling and the purpose that he has set in your life. The purpose that he has set before you, God has already equipped you for it. And so he tells Gideon, go in the strength you have Don't wait on me to give you any additional strength. Go in the strength that you have now. Don't wait on God to add more zeros to your bank account. Go in the strength you have now. Don't wait to begin um, ministering to people the way that God has called you. Don't wait on another um, gift or another anointing. Go in the strength you have now. Go in the strength you have now. If you are ever going to walk in the fullness of the anointing that God has placed on your life. You have to know that God has equipped you with everything you need for the calling and the assignment on your life. The next thing I want you to know is that you are anointed. The Lord said, I want them to know that they are anointed. And so when Jesus says to Gideon, Am I not sending you? He is in essence saying I'm choosing you for this. I know how you see yourself, but I'm still choosing you for this marriage. I know how you see yourself, but I'm still choosing you to raise this special needs child. I know how you see yourself, but I'm still choosing you to go to this job and be the light in there. I know how you see yourself, but I'm still calling you to higher education. I know how you see yourself, but I'm still calling you to to sow into other people, to sow seeds into good people, to minister to other people. I know you feel as if you've messed up. I know you feel as if you're the least, the lonely and the left out, but I'm still calling you. I called you, I chose you to use you. And that is a word to you on today that the Lord chose you to use you. God chose you specifically. You guys, I was listening to a song earlier this week. And it really touched my heart. It is going viral right now, but in the song, um, she begins the song out by saying, God don't give up on me yet. And she says, I know that I'm not your best bet. And as I was listening to it, the Lord began to remind me of how I had an inferiority complex in being a minister, how I felt as if on paper, there were people who were better equipped for it on paper. It seemed that there were people who were more suited for it. How I felt as if Lord, you know, my dialect God, you know how I talk God, you know that sometimes I speak with broken English and God was like, no, but I still chose you. I still chose you. I still chose you. When you felt inferior, I still chose you. I still called you to this. God was reminding me that I felt as if I was being called for a work that I couldn't complete. I felt as if God was calling me to something that I could not succeed in. God began to remind me that I had so much shame on me for my sin and from children out of wedlock that I felt as if God could no longer use me. And God was saying, I still choose you. I still chose you. I knew exactly who I was calling when I called you. I knew exactly what I was getting when I called you. I knew exactly how you would fall when I called you. I knew exactly what mistakes you would make when I called you. But yet and still, oh, I called you. And that is a word to you guys who are called. You guys, I think about my season of not knowing that I was anointed. I stood before God and I said, Lord, forgive me for every sin that I did in my season before I knew that I was anointed. God, forgive me for how I neglected my relationship with you. God, I didn't know that I was anointed. God, forgive me for all of those relationships that I took part in. Oh, God, that were not godly. I didn't know that I was anointed. God forgive me for my lack of patience with your people. I didn't know that I was anointed. God forgive me for my poverty mindset. I didn't know that I was anointed. God forgive me for my doubts. I didn't know I was anointed. God, forgive me for walking in fear. I didn't know I was anointed. And so that is my word to one of you guys on today. I want to encourage you. I want you to know that God has called you that. God has equipped you that God has given you everything you need to accomplish what he, is, what he has called you to accomplish. God has given you everything you need to sustain yourself in this marriage. God has given you everything you need to pray over those babies. God has given you everything you need to be successful in ministry to reach the masses. God has given you everything you need to be successful in Business. God has given you everything you need to walk in the gifts that you have. God has given you everything you need to go to this next level. God has given you everything you need to be more healthy. God has given you everything you need to be more disciplined. God has given you everything you need to complete this degree. God has given you every single thing you need. And so as I sit here, you guys, I know I told you I was excited about this word. Y'all, this word pierced my heart. This word made me happy on the inside because I recognize you guys that there is a way that the Lord sees me that's greater than what I see. I'm looking at myself talking on a podcast and some of these episodes, only a few people listen to them. Yet God is saying to me, Ilana, you have been called to the masses. You're going to reach millions. People who don't even speak your language will know your name. People in different countries will buy your books. People in different countries will listen to you as you speak the word of the Lord, as you declare the word of the Lord, as you share the good news of Christ. But right now, though, only a few people listening to these podcast episodes. And so what I have to do is I have to know that if God has called me to it, that I'm equipped for it. I've got to trust that whatever God has promised me, that it will come to pass. And as we get further along in this story, you are going to see the promise of God in the life of Gideon and the Israelites come to pass. And it is a beautiful thing. You guys, we even see Gideon's struggles as he's trying to trust the Lord. He's like, I done been through all of this stuff. I'm threshing weed at a wire press. I'm not where I want to be, oh God. but. I'm working through this process so that I might trust you. I'm going to move even though I feel fear. I'm going to move even though it don't make sense. I'm going to move even though people don't know my name. I'm going to move, Lord, at your word. Okay, so the last point that I have for you guys is this. And I'm going to recap all of these. The Lord says that if we are going to walk in the fullness of our anointing, one, we have to learn to see ourselves the way that God sees us. Two, we have to know that God has equipped us with everything that we need for the calling and the assignment on our life. Three, we have to know that we are anointed, that God has specifically chosen us. Yeah, he could have chosen anybody else, but he chose you. And the fourth thing that God wants you to know, is that you got to know that God is with you. You got to know that God is with you. In the last scripture that I read to you guys, we are in Judges again, just to remind you, we are in Judges chapter six. The last scripture that I read was verse 16, and I am going to read it again. The Lord answered, I will be with you and you will strike down Hold the Midianites, leaving none alive. God says, you got to know that I'm with you. If you are going to conquer this enemy, you got to know that I'm with you. If you are going to succeed where I've called you to succeed, you've got to know that I'm with you. If you are going to go out into the marketplace and succeed and to have a business that glorifies me. You got to know that I'm with you. You got to remind yourself, even when you feel as if you are alone, the Lord will never leave me nor forsake me. I need you to know that I'm with you. As you face this battle with your health, I want you to know that I'm with you. As you endure these things with your children, I want you to know that I'm with you. As they mess with you on your job and nitpick, I want you to know that I'm with you. As it seems as if everything is collapsing around you, I want you to know that I'm with you. God says that you got to know that you know that you know that he is with you. He is with you. It is not your own strength that you are going to be able to succeed. It is not in in and of your own strength that you are going to be able to make it through this trial. It is because the Lord is with you. And when the Lord is with you, the grace of the Lord is with you. And when the Lord is with you, the protection of the Lord is with you. And when the Lord is with you, the peace of the Lord is with you. And so I pray for each and every one of you guys on today. I pray that you will remember. These four things that I have told you, because I'm going to repeat them again before I finish out this episode. First, you got to know, or no, first, you have to learn to see yourself the way that God sees you. Second, you got to know that God has equipped you with everything you need for the calling and the assignment on your life. Third, you got to know that you are anointed. Fourth, you got to know that God is with you. And I know before you were going to be able to get away with it because you were ignorant of the fact. But I'm telling you right now that God has anointed you for something. Long gone are the days where you didn't know you were anointed. I have been sent to come before you on today and to remind you, to poke you and to prod you that you are anointed. You are are anointed. God has chosen you for this. This thing that seems hard in this season, God has chosen you for this. I know you thought or it felt as if the enemy was going to overtake you, but God has chosen you for this. I know you thought that you weren't ever going to see this on the other side. You weren't ever going to come out on the other side of this, that it was going to always be darkness. You would always be depressed, but God is with you and God has chosen you for this. With that being said, you guys, I am concluding this episode. I love each and every one of you and I really do pray that this episode touched your heart and I pray that it pricked your heart um, and is giving you the courage to move forward in in purpose the way that it has done for me. If this episode has blessed you, please leave me a review. Please, if even if you don't Type a review up. If you could just give me five stars, okay, on Apple Podcasts, that would really be a blessing. I love each and every one of you. And I just want to remind you that you are anointed and God chose you for this. I love you. I love you. I love you. Peace out. If you're listening to this message, that means that you finished this entire episode. And for that, I want to say thank you. If this message blessed you in any way, please consider supporting us by sharing the podcast, by subscribing to this podcast, and also by leaving us a review. We would greatly appreciate it if you could do those things. Again, thank you for tuning in. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Peace out.